0: Well, you win some, and you lose some. My name's Sean, and this is the Average Runner Podcast. So, uh, I guess maybe a better opening would would be you finish some, and you DNF some. Yeah, the old curse of the Bristol Mountain Challenge bit me again this year. But there's a happy ending to this story, I think. Um, where to start? Well, it's obviously been quite some time since I put out a recording here. And things, I'll have to say, did not go as planned um, for... There's always excuses, uh, but really the the main thing is uh, I went into this thing completely unprepared, but let's jump back to the last episode where I kind of had kind of a game plan of what I wanted to do, and uh, I had just come off of the double running the Sega Honda Trail Marathon as well as the Buffalo Marathon, both of which were great races. Buffalo was fantastic. Uh, ended up in a great PR and just uh, just an overall just great experience at that race. Something that I wasn't really anticipating, to be quite honest. And so, um, but I came off of those, and you know, I thought I'm gonna take some time off, and a little bit of time turned into more time, and really, the uh, you know, the gist of it is that I was just completely burnt out from training. Starting in January, going through May, you know, things didn't go as smoothly as they had gone last year prior to the marathons, but I still got my training in, I still got my miles in, and uh, felt really good going into those. But, as I said, uh, I kind of came out of them just burnt out physically, mentally, I just didn't want to get back into, um, you know, a training cycle and just having to be completely Focused on getting up or staying up late or just fitting that run in to get ready for Bristol Mountain, uh, which is my own fault. I mean, I I signed up for these races and I knew what I was getting myself into. Uh, But that's really what will be the, I guess, reasoning why I did not finish uh, Bristol Mountain this year. Some differences, uh, you know, last year, some comparisons, I should say. Last year, I think about two weeks out from Bristol, I had a... uh, a calf issue kind of pop up. It was either two or three weeks prior to the, to the race ended up being that it, it did not affect me at Bristol mountain. The way that race is done, it's not a whole lot of running to be quite honest. It's a lot of climbing. It's at a ski resort. And so it ended up not really affecting me that way, but it did kind of hold me back for about two weeks prior to the race last year. Um, a similar situation happened this year where I got another calf injury. Well, let me just say as I said, I was burnt out, Tr- wasn't really doing a training cycle. Um and when I finally decided to, which was the first week of July, I was on vacation. Uh, I got 5 out of 7 days in where I was running on vacation. It was great. i uh, feeling really good, came back from vacation, got back in, you know, into the swing of things and I was I was ready to you know it wasn't gonna be a training cycle, but it was to you know keep the fitness going. I had taken a few weeks off and uh or actually i had taken <laughs> taken a month off pretty much from from the marathons but uh again ran into a calf issue, and so that held me back uh about three weeks prior to Bristol mountain. Now, here is the part here's the comparison from last year to this year. As I just said, I took a month off with no running. I had a little bit. I mean, I don't even know what my total monthly mileage was for June. It was very, very low. But the difference is that last year, um, after Buffalo Marathon, I continued to be active. I was running. I was riding my bike. um, So I was keeping the fitness going along with where I work. I, I think I've mentioned here before that... I have a pretty physical job. I work in a working a factory, so um that usually keeps me going. I kind of went into Bristol this year maybe thinking or honestly thinking that well, I did it last year, I can do it this year. I felt great last year physically. It was the mental part that that broke me down at Bristol Mountain uh last year as I talked about. Um so I won't get back into that but the problem being like i said last year i continued to keep my fitness going with cycling running and and, you know, and with work so it was really foolish on my part to think that i could just go in there this year and uh and do the same thing so but uh it's not how it worked out and i can say that i knew really really quickly when that race started that I was not in any kind of shape to to be uh, attempting 30 miles on a ski resort uh, slopes uh, at I think around over, just over 12,000 feet elevation total for the three loops. Now, a lot of times when I you know go out for a run, whether it's just around heat in my house or wherever, sometimes that first mile is a little tough. So I told myself when the race started to... Just kind of relax don't get you know don't get uh too worked up over this it's just the beginning work up into this uh that they get through this first mile, and things will start kind of you know leveling out, feeling a little bit better, and they just didn't it's about a mile i think it's one point six miles or something from the Base to the summit, or not to the actual summit, but uh, to where you make your first ascent. It's a long gravel road. They call it the gravel grind, and that's exactly what it is. Feels like it takes forever, feels like it's endless, and it felt really tough this year compared to last year. Um, so that was the issue for me. Going in the endurance, the fitness, wasn't even in it wasn't even a thought to me and it was so foolish that it wasn't i was so focused and concerned on dealing with the demons that stopped me last year my fear of heights my anxieties um that i was so focused on that and it really to be quite honest it took a real toll on me the weeks leading up to the race um so i i, I focused on that more that was um uh, my goal was to finish this race this year. I mean, but one of the biggest goals was to kind of face the fears that I that I had uh, given into last year, I guess, and w- which prevented me, I think, from from fin- finishing the race last year. Uh, when I, when I say that I felt really good last year, I felt really good last year. I felt a lot stronger. My fitness was better. Um, and now don't get me wrong, it's an extremely difficult course. Um, so I was tired and getting fatigued, but this year it happened at such a rapid rate that it, it kind of was a real eye opener. This year there was two of us going in. And so Kevin, uh, who ran it last year as well, um, and took DNF, he went back. Um, my other two friends, they didn't go back. Glenn didn't go back. Uh, Mike didn't go back. So it was only two of us going back this year and. Part of the things with last year is there was some, some talk, discussions beforehand of game plans and executions and stuff like that. And where this year, Kevin and I talked and we said, look, it'd be great to run this together um, and let's start together. We kind of agreed, yeah, let's, start, let, let's line up. Let's start together. It's a long day. Um, but we both agreed if someone's feeling good, just go. Do your thing. You know, nobody's got to wait for anybody or anything like that. No hard feelings. And so that was kind of a nice thing going into it. Again, neglecting my fitness, I honestly didn't think that would be me that was being left. Um, I I thought, if anything, I'd be pulling ahead. Um, You know... A lot of times running, we we learned from our mistakes. And this is one that uh, really was an eye-opener with this race was, man, you just get what you put in. And I didn't put anything into this race um, other than my marathon training. But, you know, a week, two weeks, maybe even three weeks, I, I can get away with that. You start going a month, month and a half without some serious consistency. I can't. can't hold on to my fitness so i was really foolish thinking that uh that i could do that so but it was nice kevin and i had that agreement and it played out well in the race but he definitely uh moved past me in that race really early on and uh i I, so well as i said kevin pulled away from me or pulled ahead and i kind of caught up to him twice um but both times i caught up to him um It took a lot out of me to catch him. So when I did get with him, I lost him at the next climb. Uh, So when I got to the Summit Aid Station, I thought, okay, I've been making ground on him. He'll be there. I'll eat, uh, talk with him, maybe talk with them to kind of keep them back with me, um, get them into com- conversation so that I can have time to, re- to regain my composure. And then maybe after I eat and run in these cross-country trails for a little bit, I can kind of get a second wind and get myself back into a groove I need to be. Um, and there was nobody up there when I got to the aid station. Um, I think I, uh, there was a fellow that came in just after me as I was getting ready to leave. Uh, but other than that, and then I got passed by somebody uh, while I was up there as well on the cross country. But even that, it just I stopped and I ate and I talked to the aid aid station attendants who were great and they were the same uh, people that were there last year, really encouraging and asked you know asked how I was doing. They remembered uh, Kevin and I as the Buffalo Boys and uh, I just told them like I, I said I'm not doing well at all and and so. Um, I said, I felt better last year in the second loop going into the third than I do right now. So it was just a constant battle that way. So at a certain point, I mean, I was pretty much by myself. I got past. I passed one person at that aid station. Uh, he eventually ended up, uh, catching up to me at the end. But so by this point, um, it started entering my head. I don't think I can do this for 20 miles. More after i get the first loop done and but mentally i was okay i was cl- making all these climbs by myself i was making the, the descents by myself i'm running the trail i was doing it by myself uh, i didn't have that uh, luxury of having somebody with me to kind of take my mind off of of the the, the climbs and i've mentioned you know that my fear of heights and everything so um you know it all in all though it uh I'm happy with uh, with what happened because, like I said, it was a good learning experience. I started toying with the idea that I was going to drop shortly after uh, I made the descent after the, the aid station. There's about approximately a mile of cross-country uh, ski trail that you're running. So it's nice and mellow and it is really nice. Uh, then I made another long descent, and it was one that is um, kind of got to walk down it. And that's when I really started contemplating, man, I might just have to just drop this thing. So from that point on, it was a constant struggle mentally, just the fact of, can I finish this thing? It wasn't a matter of, you know, I'm out here by myself. I don't want to, be, none of that entered my mind. Um, so by the time I got to mile nine, I think, and there's a there's a pretty decent descent, uh, a little bit of flat and another descent, it was probably actually more into Mile 9. Uh, I was coming down this mountainside, and it was absolutely gorgeous looking out over uh, the, the mountain ranges and the hills off in the distance. And normally that's not something that I would do is stand there and, and look into that. But at that point, I told myself, there, I don't have 20 more miles in me. You know, maybe, maybe I could force myself, push myself to get through another loop. But there's absolutely no way I could make another 20 miles of this it's just uh i just physically was not in shape you know so but at that point i i kind of came to grips with it and accepted the fact that yeah i'm I'm, i gotta take a dnf you know it's not what i came there for but i was okay with it because i kind of accomplished that loop i didn't get it in last year that third loop that would have been basically almost from the same point um where i was on my own this year was the same place last year it was you know three quarters up gravel grind is where i would have ended up being by myself where kevin dropped uh, and he was the third of the of uh of uh of us that dropped so i felt like i got that back i was happy with that I, i was happy that i got myself to to stay out there and and get it done i mean i i'll admit i contemplated dropping at the at the summit aid station four miles in but more so because i just physically didn't think i could handle it. It, it so um i was on the mountainside looking over it i said take it in i actually shot a little bit of video um i'll put that in the show notes if, if anyone wants to watch that it's just kind of me coming to grips with things and i think it shows in there you know i'm not upset i'm not uh feeling sorry for myself, I've just realized, like, look, you can't, there's certain races I think you can kind of, I guess, fake it through, you know, and uh, this is definitely not one of them. It's definitely not one of them. Um, I would have made the cutoff, and I was on the side of that hill for probably about 10 minutes, um, and then after that, I I went a little ways, and I ended up talking to one of the race directors for another five minutes, so, I mean, there's 15 minutes practically, you know, 10-15 minutes that I could have saved. Um, I think I came in around the same time as I did last year on the first loop, so I, I probably I would have had time uh, probably to get one more in. But like I said, I was feeling so exhausted that I don't I don't think there's any way I've could have gotten uh, 30 miles in on that course. But um, good thing is uh, my buddy Kevin did finish. Uh, I think it took him just over 11 and a half hours. So. Um guy's tough tough as nails. Super happy that he did it. Um I, I don't know how much I probably haven't really talked about it much on here, but I, I have talked about my other podcast You know, I'm I'm pretty competitive. Even, you know, basically I go there and I want to do the best I can and I wanna I, you know, I want to beat as many people as I can, you know, and normally I, I I would be upset, you know, that one of my buddies beat me probably, but I was really happy for him because he did what I didn't do and that's consistently put the work in he started marathon training he ran the buffalo marathon got himself a pr and kept training kept running and uh it paid off for him you know so i'm i'm really happy i'm glad that that one of us got to finish um i wish i could have finished with him wish i could have just finished but i didn't and uh i'm okay with that you know and and like i said it, it i i got that one loop in that i felt like i uh you know, jip myself from last year for for reasons of just being afraid to be out there alone or or whatever. Um, but having you know the the fitness to do it, you know, that's kind of the bummer. You know, I look, I compared the two now, and I go, well, I've got the free previous year where I mentally broke, but physically I was, I had a, a finish in me. I know I did. And then you take this year where mentally I, I kept it together um, for one loop. I mean, I get you could argue it was for one loop, but that's more than I thought I would have gotten by myself. I really didn't think I would uh, be able to do that, um, but physically caved in. you know. So I kind of said going in, regardless if I finish or I don't finish, this is the last of the Bristol Mountain Challenge for me. I, I got to move on. Uh, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a small part of me that want, would, wouldn't mind going back one more time, uh, knowing mentally I can get through that loop. And knowing that if I train physically, I can get through that thing. There's a part of me going, if you could take that little piece from each year and put them together, I could get through this thing. Um, am I going to sign up when registration is open? Absolutely not. If I were to go back, it would definitely be something I'd have to think about and contemplate. And I mean, it's still it's still August of 2017. Uh, I need to focus on the rest of the year, which I'm going to get to in a minute. I don't want to start lining things up for next year there's 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 so many races out there i I would like to dip my toes in some other ultras maybe um who knows maybe uh i could bump up the distance a little bit but i don't know it's uh i, I want to get through this year first i'm not going to focus on it. i'm not going to rule it out but i'm not going to also i'm not going to say that it's uh, etched in stone that i'll go back but and who knows maybe i go back another year um but overall even though I didn't make it as far as last year, um, even though I, I I took the DNF, I think I was the third person on the course to take a DNF this year, I'm at peace with it. Um, I don't know, I just can't, uh, I guess I just can't explain how how important it was for me to just be out there by myself. Uh, it was definitely definitely a good thing for me. That was a challenge in itself that I did win. Um, I just didn't win the whole entire battle at Bristol Mountain, so... Um, So moving on from there, Um, so I had the calf injury, calf, I don't even know why, if it's micro tears or if it's just a, it was a strain, but it was okay at Bristol. Again, same as last year, Bristol is not your typical running uh, where you're loading that calf muscle and then, um, you know, projecting, It's, it's, it's not the same so a couple days after bristol i said i'm gonna go out for a nice recovery run be smart and uh i at three miles and i think just over two miles i had to stop it came back again it, it it makes me limp i couldn't even run so where does that leave me now well i would like to do mendon ponds 50k which is in november did it last year wonderful race uh had a great time and I, I'd like to see uh I'd like to see if I could go in with a pretty decent training cycle uh if I could beat uh, last year's time I think I could. So, um I'm planning to take the month of August off. It's August right now of recording, it's August 14th. So, the plan is to take the month off, maybe just another week and then we'll test it out, but I'm really want to give this calf time to just get itself right. But what I'm not gonna do is waste this time, like I did the previous few months where I wasn't running. i wasn't doing anything, so um I need to get on my bike I need to get on I have a stationary bike next to the treadmill I have an elliptical, which I have to ease the elliptical as well because you're still using some of those muscles so um I need to do some strength training uh so i'm I'm gonna take advantage of this time and instead of feeling sorry for myself that I can't run got to get this fitness back somehow um so i'm going to do those things until i can get on this leg again and start running because if i get out there too soon and it tweaks it again it's only putting me back um to a point where then i have to start going is mending even a possibility i don't want to go to mended ponds 50k just to run it it's a beautiful course but i want to try to be competitive with my time last year um so if i can't do that I might take that off the table as well i don't uh, i don't want to just settle for doing it but if if and if i don't and somebody's go out you know maybe i'll get out there and uh, just give them some encouragement but that's the plan now i gotta take advantage of this bristol mountain was a real eye-opener um as far as you know maintaining fitness and and losing the fitness and you know like I said, you get what you put in and, and I didn't put anything in to uh, Bristol after Buffalo and I got what I deserved, you know? So, um, so it's easier that way, I guess it's easier, you know, knowing that, uh, the failure was just a lack of, uh, training, um, something I definitely could, could turn around, uh, for the next race. And, and like I said, if I go back, you know, that's something I know I've been there twice. Now I know what I'm getting myself into. I will say, I use trekking poles this year. If I wouldn't had them trekking poles, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could have even gotten to the summit. I mean, they helped out tremendously, um, and so each year, I guess I'll learn a little bit something about myself and learn uh, about you know getting into these races and what I have to do to prepare. So. That's the plan. Um, Again, overall, very happy um, that I got to go there and that uh, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be like last year where I beat myself up all year. That's done. Whether I go back or not, that part of me is done uh, with this race. So, Um, but that's uh, that's about where I am right now. It's been kind of boring, and uh, hopefully, uh, I plan to record once I can get on this leg without being hindered at all. Uh, with this calf so hopefully be smart let this thing heal up and then i will ease back into training um definitely uh be smart about uh about my running right now hold myself back from those days when i'm just feeling good and i want to go but if it's not that day i gotta keep it at an easy pace i gotta be smart uh you know going into the second half of this year for racing so i want to be uh i want to be prepared for it i want to i want to enjoy it you know i love running And right now, not running um, is starting to really, (laughs) it's really getting on my nerves. It's bugging me. Um, And I'm ready to do it now. You know, June, I wasn't. I was burnt out. Now, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get back to training and ready to race in November, take the month of December off and come back and and train my my tail off for Buffalo next year. So, um, that is going to wrap this up sorry if this went a little bit long but uh just wanted to get some thoughts down for this race um if you want to check out my other podcast you can go to the all dutch feed Uh, there'll be a link to that in the show notes as well that is basically a website that catches all the podcasts that i am involved with this included uh the negative splits podcast which i do my other running podcast Throwback Reviews podcast, which I do with my buddy Rob, where we watch 70s, 80s movies or TV shows and uh, just talk about them. And then there is the Horrified Chicken podcast, which I do with my wife, Nicole. And similar to Throwback Reviews, but it's, it's horror movie based. Uh, she loves horror movies. I do not, though I'm starting to come around now, especially as we do more of the classics. Uh, we just recorded Poltergeist, so that is our latest episode that's out, and Jaws is getting edited right now, So, uh, but that's a lot of fun. It's not a serious uh, podcast where we take ourselves serious on reviewing these movies. Uh, my wife and I just have a good time. It's usually when the kids are in bed, we have a couple drinks, we watch the movie, and we just have fun. I mean... It's nice to be able to have something like that where uh, my wife and I can just try to do it uh, more often, but we've been really busy, but, uh, it's just a fun podcast. So, and if you like old time radio by any chance, like old, old stuff, uh, I have a link to a show that I used to do that I no longer do, but those episodes are all on there. So the all Dutch feed, um, show notes, there'll be a link to that and, uh, yeah, that's uh, that is going to wrap up this episode of the Average Runner Podcast. I do appreciate anybody who stuck with me from the first run of this podcast, and anybody who has maybe found it, whether it's through a link on the negative splits or my Instagram or anything like that. Um, you know, if you want to drop me an email, you can send me an email at the podcast at gmail dot com, and uh, that and all my social media stuff. Uh, Strava and all that will be in the show notes so until next time uh, thanks for listening guys and we'll talk to you later